0: Okay, our next diagnosis to look at is specific phobia, and I'm picking up on my slide number nine on Professor Mike's slides. Uh, Let's see, um, uh, in the DSM system there are really only three diagnoses that end in phobia. There's agoraphobia, there's specific phobia, and there's social phobia, which also goes by the name social anxiety disorder um and uh but a lot of times, even in textbooks, uh they do this dumb thing where they list all these different kinds of big, long words that have phobia at the end, Triska-dinka-dinka-dinka-dinka-phobia and all this sort of stuff now um those aren't really diagnoses those aren't really uh d s m diagnoses um mostly what they are is um uh uh, words made up by people who like to play with words. And, you know, I'm, I like to play with words as much as the next guy. But um, but I don't think that those um, uh, terms are really very useful. Most of the things that people would actually have a fear of um, would actually be, be diagnosed of a specific phobia on, under the DSM-5 system. Whether that be a fear of dogs, whether that be a fear of flying in airplanes, whether that be a fear of dental procedures, uh, whatever the specific phobia is, it would be diagnosed as specific phobia. Now, there are some uh, some uh, more common subtypes of specific phobia that are listed on um, my next slide, but um, uh, but just about anything that would be a true phobia would be diagnosed as specific phobia, unless it were agoraphobia or unless it were social phobia, right? Those would be separate. Almost everything else would be diagnosed with specific phobia. Now, a specific phobia is an extreme and irrational fear to a specific object or situation. And so the term specific is important here. Um, We'll see a diagnosis later on called generalized anxiety disorder. And generalized and specific are sort of opposites, right? Um, Here the fear is of a very specific thing. Um, And a person with a specific phobia knows what that specific thing is. And they can tell you, yes, I have a fear, I have an extreme fear of snakes or uh, riding in airplanes or something else like that, right? um uh the fear is um to an extreme and irrational degree so this is more than just a regular everyday uh kind of fear of something um and um uh people with true phobias are going to go to fairly extreme lengths to avoid the thing that they're afraid of right this is where phobias often start to become maladaptive, where it starts to interfere with a person's ability to function because they are avoiding certain kinds of places or people or situations or things like that, in addition to the fact that phobias often lead to a lot of subjective distress, right, so that that could be um, uh, another reason why it would be uh, diagnosable. Um, uh, let's see, um, most people with phobias do recognize that their fear and avoidance are unreasonable, or at least extreme. Um, uh, They'll say, yes, I have a fear of this thing. But they acknowledge that other people don't necessarily have that fear, and that other people may be able to handle that object or situation better than them. Right. So to some extent, they can acknowledge that their fear is um, exaggerated. Um, But again, to be diagnosed, a specific phobia is going to markedly interfere with a person's ability to function, uh, usually because of that avoidance. Now, actually, um, I'd like to uh, go out of order in my slides here and go to slide 11 um, to look at the very important topic here of discriminating between a normal fear and a phobia. Um, I've alluded to this in these podcasts already, that um, that one of the things that is often going to come up in talking about a particular diagnosis is where's the line? Where's the line between a normal range of this behavior and a clinical range, a diagnosable range, the diagnosis itself? And so this is, I guess, probably the first example of uh, where we're doing that. Um, and, um, uh, you know, people have asked me, students have asked me before, well, you know, everybody's afraid of something, aren't they? Does that mean we all have some kind of phobia? And my answer to that is no, we don't all have phobias. Um, uh, there's, a disti- there's a distinct difference between having a fear of something and having a clinical phobia. You know, there's jokes like this, right? What's, what do you call the phobia of chainsaws? common sense. You know, I mean, there's jokes about this sort of thing. But, um, uh, and the, and where it gets tricky is that a lot of the things that people do actually have clinical phobias about are in some cases dangerous. Snakes could be dangerous. Dogs could be dangerous, right? But the, um, the discriminating factor here is that, um, uh, when a person has a phobia, um, their fear is excessive and irrational. Um, and they're going to go to great uh, Length to avoid uh, that situation. So, for instance, if somebody says, "Well, Mike, so I got a clear, I got a fear of spiders," um, is that a fear or a phobia? Well, I would say, well, I don't know. It depends on you know how that impacts your life and what happens. What you know, what um, what happens if you see a spider? Maybe the person's like, "Ooh, I don't like those things. They're kind of creepy," and so you know, I'll. Uh, hit it with a shoe and pick it up with a tissue and flush it down the toilet. (laughs) That doesn't really sound like a phobia to me. That sounds like somebody who doesn't like spiders and doesn't want them in their house. On the other hand, if the person is like, oh, spiders, they can, you know, they're, uh, I can't stand them with their big creepy legs and their hairy legs, and they'll um, run after you and try to bite you, and you know, there are spiders that can kill you with one bite, and you never know which ones those are, and so, ooh, spiders, yeah, so if I, if I saw a spider, I'd need to get out of the house and lock the door behind me, and I wouldn't go back into the house until somebody else had gone in and swept through and made sure there weren't any more spiders. Well, there we're talking phobia, right? Because that person's fear of spiders is clearly excessive and it's clearly um, interfering with their ability to function. Or even perhaps more subtly, uh, you know, well, I, you know, used to like to go visit my grandma, but um, uh, in order to get into our house, you got to go past, there's this big camellia bush by the front door and there's spider webs in there. And so I really don't like that, and so I don't visit my grandma as much as I used to. Well, okay, then your fear of spiders is holding you back, right? It's keeping you from, uh, from doing the things you would normally be doing. So notice from that example, and just about any other you could give, that, that just knowing what a person is afraid of doesn't, give you, doesn't answer the question of is it a fear or is it a phobia? my dog wanted to leave. Um, uh, so a person could have a regular old everyday fear of riding in airplanes, or they could have a phobia of riding in airplanes. They could have a fear of blood and injury or they could have a phobia. And so, um, so again, this is a point where it's really important to look at that distinction. Not all fear is bad. Not all fear interferes with life. Uh, and, um, well, I guess this is an opinion, but um it shouldn't be uh our goal to try to get rid of all fear and anxiety, right? Um just when it is uh up to a clinical level where it's interfering with a person's functioning. Now if we go back to um slide number 10, uh there are some um subtypes of specific phobia that are noted in the DSM. Uh and these are just noted because they're ones that are more likely to come up um, uh, in people. So, um, blood and injury, uh, and that might be related to seeing or smelling, uh, blood or, uh, that might be one's own blood specifically, or it might be about other people's blood. Um, you know, that person is liable to have difficulty with, uh, you know, watching medical procedures or seeing somebody else injured in an accident or a lot of stuff like that. Right. Uh, needles and injections. Often people with a fear of needles and injections uh, will say that they're not so much afraid of the um, pain of a needle, um, but the idea of something penetrating into their skin is what scares them. And of course they'll often avoid, um, you know, getting immunizations and stuff like that. Fear of dental procedures, fear of animals, and that could be a lot of different kinds of specific animals. Small places, high places where you might fall off, uh, and fear of flying in airplanes. Uh, notice that a fearing of fear of flying in airplanes might be about a fear of heights, a fear of crashing, a fear of not being in control, not being able to see where you're going, or a fear of, um, well, I guess that's not being in control. I was going to say of, um, of you know, somebody else driving the plane, and you're not in control. Anyway, um, so, um, so when people have fears of flying in airplanes, or being in a small enclosed place, right? Uh, It could be a lot of different kinds of things like that.